Okay, so you have stumbled upon the place to be for ex-Mormon women who are searching for that relationship with Jesus. And I am so excited that you are here. And today we are going to talk about something I know all of us have dealt with after the church. So we left. There are no more rules. We should be free, right? I mean, genuinely, we should just be able to just have that freedom that we've been wanting so badly. But now we are stuck in this very interesting position of questioning how to navigate every choice that we make <laughs> because we just abandoned our compass, right? We've lost our compass and now we realize that every aspect of our life was affected by the church and we are no strangers to guilt. So this is confusing. This is often the number one struggle you ladies come to me with in our calls, so here we go. How not to blow your next decision, three steps to navigate choices after the church. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. All right, when I was a little kid and riding on the bus, I, I mean, seriously, middle school buses, could there be any worse place like in the entire world? <laughs> I swear. It was always just oh, so cringy, terrible to even think back on. It was just terrible. Anyways, though, when I was on the bus, obviously the cool place always to sit was the back of the bus, right? I mean, that's where all the cool kids were and where all the fun stuff happened. And really what it just basically meant is this way too sheltered, very innocent little girl would just sit back there and not talk. And I was scared to death. But <laughs> I do remember being on the middle school bus and the very first time I said a bad word. Can you guys remember that? that moment. Oof, didn't feel good. It was like this tangy feeling, like this kind of like this burning feeling in my tummy, like, oh my goodness, I know I just did something bad. And I know, like, I'm going to get struck down at this moment for this. And it just like did not feel good. And I could like sit there and, and just embrace this bad image and really just go for it. But ooh, it just did not feel, you know what I'm talking about. It's like that funny little burning feeling that you got the very first time you did something. And what I found was that the more I continued to maybe do this bad thing, say, you know, the SH word or something like that, that it would get like less and less. And before I knew it, it's like I knew that I was still doing a bad thing. But it, that kind of that burning little tingy feeling 
kind of went away. Do you guys remember that? And it's hard to kind of determine, was this the church? Was that stingy kind of feeling? Was it the church? that, Like the guilt from knowing I was going against that? Or was it something else? Was it actually God trying to push me in a different direction? So after I left the church, this tingy little feeling was a bit different. It still came, but now I could just shove it off, right? Because I could just say that tingy little feeling was actually all the guilt from the church. That's not God trying to talk to me. It's not Holy Spirit. It is just the guilt stuff. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not feeling that anymore. And so anytime something would come up where I kind of questioned whether or not this was a good decision, I could just shove it off in the corner and say, nope, I don't believe that anymore. Can any of you guys relate to that? Can you relate to that that feeling of kind of not knowing where the boundaries were between like good and bad? And I remember feeling so distinctly how intertwined good and God were uh, with church and that if I wasn't following church, I wasn't following God and therefore I was no longer good. And so self-worth was just like, like, (laughs) let's just take this down to about a zero, right? And so it can feel very confusing. Like, okay, now my self-worth was in whether or not I was following the church because that was doing good for God. And now I'm just going to set all of that aside. I'm brushing God off and I'm just going to say, nope, we're not doing any of that. I'm just going to live for me. But my self-worth is not there right now. And so this is just one big confusing pile to navigate. Can you guys relate to that? Yes. I'm sure you probably can at some point through this journey. And I definitely remember like when I very first mentally left the church and I hadn't even really completely left yet, but first mentally left the church and being able to just kind of turn off this uh, feelings of guilt numbness. I could just numb it out. And now looking back, I wonder how much of the time I was fully just numbing God out completely because it all just got lumped into one. And this has got to be probably one of the number one things that so many women I talk to after leaving the church really struggle with is this very thing that uh, in our sessions they say, how do I navigate what it is I do believe? How do I know what is the right thing to do? It, it's almost like we turned off God's words, Holy Spirit. We went numb to his word and only listened to church and guilt and what that was all about. And now we've completely lost our compass, right? And completely, uh, so many of these women just, they say, and, and I'm sure you probably are feeling the same way. Like now I've lost my compass and I'm trying to determine what it is that I actually believe And we question ourselves, right, all the time. This is a huge part of uh, what we talk about and how we try to reframe our brains and build that self-confidence in who we are, but more importantly, who our loving creator has made us to be. Because that's where that confidence and that trust and all of that comes from that allows us to be able to build up our personal compass again. And this tinge numbing and the loss of our compass, 
Well, <laughs> it got me, I know, into a lot of trouble. Uh, there was a line, but it kept getting pushed further and further and further out until, um, yeah, until I, I really had to find God and, and, and find that compass again. And I love helping women with that. But does God work in our lives? Big question. Does he work in our lives even when we are totally messing up? Does he work in our lives even when we don't have that compass right now? And I would absolutely 100% say yes, because he will leave the 99 for the one. He is constantly trying to get you to just grab his hand and follow him, right? Does he speak to us? Yes, he does. But sometimes we just don't have the ears to hear it. <laughs> but yes, he does. But there is a Bible truth here that... Hmm. Coming to Jesus, reading his word, understanding his true loving, beautiful gospel. Uh, this, this next little part that I'm going to tell you sometimes is a Bible truth that I have wrestled with a little bit and feeling how like, oh, it's a struggle a little bit for me. Uh, do we have Holy Spirit with us when we have not surrendered our lives to him? Do we? And the Bible honestly tells us that essentially, no, that Holy Spirit, God with us, is something that we, it is a gift given to us when we truly believe. And no one can give that to you, um, unlike kind of how we were in the church that, you know, when you're baptized, when you're eight and you're just given the Holy Spirit. But really, it is an inward transformation that has to happen for us to have Holy Spirit with us all the time. Now, does that not mean that we don't have God around us, through us, always there, listening to us, willing to give us an answer? Yes. Um, but it's a little different than, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's when we, when we surrender our lives to him, we are given this amazing, beautiful piece of him in our hearts because we become the temple, right? So it, it is a little bit different. But I'm going to walk you through some things right now that are going to help you with navigating your choices after the church. So here are our three steps to navigating our choices after the church. And I don't want you to get hung up on a lot of this stuff. Um, with with Holy Spirit and, and is he talking to you right now? What I want you to just focus on is these three steps, okay? Because this is, this is huge. This is a bit of a process. It takes some time. Um, but the biggest thing that we can possibly have here is trust. And I know trusting right now may be real hard. <laughs> it may be one of those things that you're like, dude, I am not going to want to trust ever again. But that's what we got to do. And that's hard. But that trust, that trusting yourself, but more importantly, more importantly than anything else, trusting God. When we are finally able to trust God, not a church, but God, our creator, Jesus in our hearts, then the answers, they're just going to come easy. Like it's not even going to be about having a compass anymore. It's just going to come easy. Okay, so that night that I gave my life to God, <laughs> there was a fullness in my direction, a conviction in my choices that like I can't even describe more than a tinge, more than a knowing. It was, 
it was just like literally like my soul had been transformed and now I do out of this overpouring of my heart. I can't even explain that. Um, but again, it, it's just it's just a little bit different. So, okay, so we're gonna look at our three steps, okay? Because I want you, I want you to have that trust. I want you to start developing that trust in yourself and that trust in God. Okay, so the first thing that we are going to do, number one, accept right now that you won't always know what to do. <laughs> Give yourself some grace. Like you're not always going to have the right choice. You're not always going to know exactly the answer and you're going to make some mistakes. And because we are of the flesh, we are going to make mistakes and you're going to need to give yourself some grace for that. So accept right now that you're, there is not just one straight, this is how things are done. There's not a rule book in being a Christian. There's... In fact, <laughs> that's what Jesus came for is, was basically to say, like, we know you can't follow all the rules. That's why I'm here, <laughs> because we've got to have grace and we have to have grace for ourselves. So number one, accept right now that you won't always know what to do. Number two, like I said, we have got to find that trust in God. Separate that law from building trust in a relationship with him. We have to know right now that God does love you and he is the sovereign leader of this universe he is our creator he is the alpha the omega he is the um the everything and so we have to trust that he did create every hair on our head he has a beautiful plan already for how he's going to use you in his body of christ in his kingdom and we have to trust him we have to trust him and trust that he's going to put the right people into your life to make that happen. So number two is we have to find some trust in God. And number three, we have to find trust. And oh, this is going to be a big one for you. <laughs> this was a huge one for me. Oh my goodness, this took a long time. This took a long time. But I want you guys to try. I really want you to try. Number three is I want you to find trust in the Bible. Yes, we are going to read the Bible, friends. Not just like you know, have it on a shelf sitting over there and say that, you know, we listen to sermons every once in a while and they do quote the Bible and so we feel like we know it. No, we are going to spend some time in his word because guess what? That's how God talks to us. That's how we get close to him. That's how he gives us answers. We pray and then he speaks to us through his word. So we are going to find some time to trust the Bible. And if this is something you're struggling with, I get it. So um, Tim Mackey from The Bible Project, holy smokes, he has some amazing talks that he gave on the trustworthiness of the Bible. Wonderful. Um, Elisa Childers, she has um, a podcast as well, but also some amazing books that uh, really go into the trustworthiness of the Bible and how we are able to to actually believe the words that are there. And I cannot tell you guys enough how life-changing this will be. And I know that this is something like, I kept this with me for a long time after leaving the church, this distrust of the Bible, that uh, it had gotten all messed up through all the years of being translated over and over again, and it was not something to trust. And I just, I'm just gonna like, 
holy smokes, if I could get you to do anything <laughs> ever, it's going to be to find that trust in the Bible. I have some really other, some great uh, podcast episodes on trustworthiness of the Bible. I'm going to put those in the show notes too, so that you can go back and listen to some of those. We now have 102 episodes. So if you want to scroll through, there are so many on the Bible and ugh, I just can't even tell you how important that is. Okay, so let's do a little recap, okay? So number one, I want you to accept right now that you won't always know what to do. Give yourself some grace. Number two, find trust in God. Know that he has your best interests at heart because he wants He wants that relationship with you. He does. He wants He wants just to, to have you follow him. <laughs> so trust him. Number three, find and trust God. The Bible. Find some trust in the Bible. Read his word. All right, so those are your three things. Okay, so if I could go back in time to that girl on the bus before I got myself in all sorts of trouble, if I could go back to the girl who just left the church and lost her compass, I would tell her the best thing in the world is the peace of Jesus. And if you want to know him, it doesn't take following all the rules. It takes spending time with him. There will be your compass like nothing else. You will be able to navigate every choice because he is that peace. And when you find him, when you surrender to him, when you follow him, your choices are basically just an overflowing of the goodness of a relationship with him brings. So I'm going to leave this today, uh, leave you guys today with one beautiful passage from John. This is John 7, 37 through 38. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. All right, friends, come visit me over at findingfaithabove.com. I would love to jump on a discovery call with you guys and talk more about this. Is this something that you really are struggling with? Let's do this together. All right, I'll see you guys next time. friends, I hope that this episode truly blessed you today and spoke to your heart. And if it did, I would love it if you could share it with your friend who might need to hear these words also. And if you truly, really loved it, then a five-star review really helps to get into the ears of so many more people. It's the way the algorithm works. So I would love it if you guys would be able to do that for me as well. And if you were looking for more resources, more help, more coaching, more all the good stuff, go to findingfaithabove.com and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. See you next time.